Welcome to Local Wire, a Vermont podcast that brings local news to your ears. I'm Andrew Connolly. We've created a new monthly segment called The Newsreel, where we bring you CNS student stories featured on Vermont Public Radio. Here are the stories that aired this month. This year at Champlain Valley Union High School, every student has the chance to follow their own interests, thanks to a new program. The C3 Time program, which stands for Connect Clubs and Community, uses a built-in time during the school day, instead of after school, to allow students to connect with educators or participate in a variety of clubs and communities. CVU principal Adam Bunting says that the main goals of the program are to increase equity among students and to help students discover and explore interests that may fall outside of their typical education. I think the, the more opportunities that you give students over their, their years in high school where they have to make choices about what their interests are, the more likely it is you're going to get them uh, in tune with some of those values. Bunting says that this year there are almost 60 activities students can choose from, everything from Girls Who Code to Invest Club. CVU aims to make C3 time a permanent fixture. A town in Vermont's Northeast Kingdom wants to document stories from every person who lives there. The project is called Craft Stories, and it's the brainchild of Craftsbury Historical Society member Don Houghton. The idea is to reconnect citizens with both the town's history and help new residents feel a part of the community. You know, it's an amalgam of Craftsbury and history and stories, but there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families whose stories comprise Craftsbury's history that aren't apparent here. And so I think there's a disconnect between people wanting to come and not thinking that this historical society has anything to do with their history. Houghton is aiming to record stories from the roughly 1,200 residents of Crassberry and take their photo. The interviews are being archived online for now. He hopes one day to display them at the Historical Society's headquarters. Since the project launched in August, Houghton says he's collected about a dozen interviews. As Vermont works towards its first plan to address climate change, advocates for weatherization making a home more energy efficient, are touting the cost savings of this practice. For the Community News Service, Max Dodson reports, Many Vermont homes are old and aren't efficiently insulated against the cold. This has deep implications for the state's greenhouse gas emissions. According to state data, about 30% of Vermont's emissions come from heating homes. Will Dodge is the chair of the Energy Committee in Essex. The community in the northwestern part of the state is trying to get to net zero emissions by 2050. He says that weatherization is an important part of reaching that goal. Truthfully, if you're looking at Vermont as a whole and what people need to focus on for energy, dealing with the transportation and the weatherization is far more important. Vermont has several programs that address weatherization, including Button Up Vermont, sponsored by Efficiency Vermont. From VPR News, I'm Max Dodson. Members of Vermont's Medical Reserve Corps are supporting the rollout of Pfizer's new COVID booster vaccine. The MRC operates nationwide. It recruits volunteers from any profession to help during public crises and natural disasters. Many are recently retired. In Vermont, about a thousand volunteers have been helping to staff COVID testing sites and vaccine clinics. 
Now, they're adding Vermonters to their ranks to help give booster shots. Ken Schatz is a retired lawyer and former commissioner of the Vermont Department for Children and Families. He applauds the efforts of Vermonters to do this crucial work. By providing volunteers, including vaccinators, the, the people who actually give the shots, has really helped recognize that this is a community problem requiring a community solution. Residents interested in joining the MRC can sign up at oncallforvt.org. The Northern Border Regional Commission, a federal-state partnership that supports investment in New England's struggling counties, has announced a new series of grants. The funding is a part of a partnership between the Commission and the U.S. Economic Development Administration. Three Vermont towns are among those receiving grants, including Richmond. Richmond Town Manager Josh Arneson says that this grant will help with a sewer expansion project. It's been in the works for a few years, and the nearly $150,000 grant will supplement town funds. I think that the grant certainly helps us get part of the way there to constructing the expansion. Prior to beginning work on the project, a vote to approve the plan will be held in Richmond. Arneson says that if everything goes according to plan, construction will likely start in the summer of 2023. Earlier this past month, October 15th and 16th, 205 participants laced up their sneakers and turned on their headlamps to begin a 36-hour journey. The goal, hike up Stratton Mountain, take the gondola down, and repeat 16 more times. For the Community News Service, May Nagusky reports. The event is called 29029 Everesting. It's an endurance challenge dedicated to hiking the vertical equivalent of Mount Everest, 29,029 feet. It began in 2017 on Stratton Mountain. Now, multiple challenges are hosted across North America annually. For many participants, 29029 is about challenging yourself, both mentally and physically. You versus you. Grace Doobie said she needed that find yourself moment. You really can't describe it. You can't describe like, all the emotions. Like they, they say, so you will go through everything. You will go through happiness, your sadness. You will question, why am I doing this? What am I doing this for? Like, who who am I? And you find all these answers that you did not know that you were even questioning. This year, 160 people braved rainy conditions to finish all 17 ascents. Dozens of volunteers and participants cheered the athletes on. The reward? The exclusive red finisher's hat. For VPR News, I'm Minigusky. I'm Andrew Connolly, and you've been listening to Local Wire. Check out our show notes for links to the stories featured in this month's newsreel. You can also find full-length student stories on our website, communitynews.net.